Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Just a Pharmacist podcast, the show where we try to focus on positive things and stories in the pharmacy profession. My name is Sam Shawnee, and I'm Just a Pharmacist. Finally feeling 100% better after my various illnesses, just in time for second COVID boosters. I hope everyone's surviving. I know a large portion of my listeners are located in the U.S., and you are all ahead of us by a bit with the vaccinations. So, how's it going? How are you surviving? Are you seeing a big uptick in appointments again? Or is everyone in your area kind of over the pandemic and just don't care anymore? Uh, Let me know on the socials. I'll probably put a poll up later this week and see how this is treating you all. I have to say, though, I have been happy to hear that despite cases likely increasing, meanwhile, monitoring is decreasing, so far it sounds like hospitalizations have not been spiking again, which is fantastic news. First things first, though, I do have to do this. Thank you. To those who work in retail, who answer the call, nay, the desperate plea for coverage due to sick calls, and ensure our insane workload is not made infinitely more so. You are the heroes of pharmacy. You are the heroes of healthcare. And a special thanks to the assistant whom we raised during his practicum during this pandemic, who covered for our recently departed colleague. That makes it sound like someone died, but but no, she just slept without notice. So uh, thank you again to those who help. You're the real MVP. Moving on, we're going to hop right into hashtag TwitterRx, where I scour Twitter for relevant positive posts. This first post was a retweet from Check Your Tube Station. He said, this doc about to be cancelled for saying pharmacists should be the quarterback, lol. The original post was from user David Carr, who I'm just assuming is a physician, who said, Never have I been so appreciative of the skills and importance of the pharmacists in the emergency department and hospital. Prescribing Paxlovid needs a team. Pharmacy needs to be the quarterback. Shout out to Matt Chow Farm and all the other pharmacists at UHN and McKenzie Health. It's, it's always so heartwarming to hear uh, an MD or a- any other healthcare practitioner appreciate other healthcare members, but especially when we're all wired that like physicians are at the top of the food chain, it, as much as we try to fight that, it it just really it seems to mean that much more. And and hopefully, like I do look forward to a future where this doesn't feel like something that needs to be called out and highlighted, because it's really just the norm. Hopefully, one day. But until that time, I applaud any recognition for fellow healthcare workers just really across the board. So this is great. The next one was a funny allergy, quote-unquote, entry posted by H. Andrew Wilsey. The entry states that the patient cannot take furosemide because she only has one kidney. All in caps, by the way. Right underneath, in normal type, it calmly says, patient states she has both kidneys. (laughs) Andrew says that the patient does, in fact, have both kidneys present and accounted for. I feel like I've never seen an entry like this in our PharmaNet system. Like, have any of you seen any weird things like this? Like, on prescriptions, it feels pretty common to just see, like, weird oddball instructions that make absolutely no sense. But this just feels like a whole other level to me 
being submitted as an allergy or intolerance and it's just grossly incorrect and it was actually the picture it shows it was from 2008 how has this not been fixed yet it just boggles my mind a little bit uh, the last one i really liked was an antibiotic stewart handle posting fever is not a sign of ceftriaxone deficiency <laughs> I have certainly talked my fair share of patients out of filling their antibiotics, especially when I was working in big box and saw a lot more walk-in patients. Uh, that and actually um, inhalers, uh, ICS and SABA inhalers for non-asthmatic patients with a cold. Like, just between the two of these, if, if you're a patient and you're, you're coming into me on day two of feeling sick with antibiotics and especially these inhalers, how about you go home get some rest, call me in maybe three, yeah, three days or so if you're not through the worst of it yet. Like, it's, and why are these these walk-in physicians always filling, like, writing out these prescriptions? It's just, do they not get paid if they don't write a prescription? I don't know. Does anyone know that? If you know the answer to that, please uh, respond and let me know um, because I honestly, I'm so, I feel like I know about as much about, like, physician billing and everything in BC as they are probably knowledgeable of like how pharmacy works. (laughs) So not very good. Um, All right. If you see something funny or positive that I need to see, please share it with me. That's as good as a submission of your own as far as I'm concerned. So again, my socials are Twitter at just one pharmacist, Instagram just.apharmacist, and Facebook is the Just a Pharmacist Facebook page. Moving on to a listener submission, though. This one is from Angela on Facebook. Angela says, Hi, Sam. Love the show. Well, thank you, as my daughter would say. The other day, I served my first patient, to my knowledge, that is on estrace and spironolactone for sexual transitioning. I know it can be a sensitive topic, and my inexperience made me hesitate a little, but I sucked it up and asked the usual is this your first time taking these medications and what were these prescribed to you for? The patient seemed almost surprised that I would ask at first, but was comfortable with the discussion, which then made me feel more comfortable. Uh, and I settled into my normal groove. I even thought to ask the patient how they wished to be addressed and made notes on their file. I hate that I was hesitant, but the experience will help me do better next time and I may have even made a bond with this patient now. A thousand times, yes. Thank you so much for sharing. I got really excited reading this one uh, for a couple of reasons. One, yes, basic positive counseling stories are things I need to hear from you people. Two, like I've mentioned in the past, talking about stigma around certain conditions and therapies, You talk to these people the exact same way you would any diabetic, any hypertension, any whatever, like, not-so-stigmatized condition. Here in BC, actually, you're supposed to be counseling all new prescriptions and still offering counseling to all refill prescriptions as well. So even if it's not the patient's first time uh, or first fill for, like, you have to still be comfortable with this or get comfortable with it. Um, And three, I can venture a guess as to your hesitancy. 
either A, you don't feel experienced enough to do a thorough counseling job, which honestly sounds like that could have been a factor here for sure. I know when I'm hit with like a new eczema cream I've never dealt with or I, I rarely see drugs like Entresto, so I feel like I always have to really brush up on those. We're not, you know, walking CPS machines yet. Um, or B, stigma from probably the last five to 10 years is still affecting you now. And I say that one out of a bit of experience. I know when I graduated and I was starting to serve a handful of patients at various stages of transitioning, I was so afraid of using the wrong pronoun or even asking about their therapy because what if I offend them and they freak out at me like a typical Karen or something like that, right? And this type of thinking is one of the main reasons I never really wanted to be on Twitter because other news sources, especially back five, ten years ago, I feel like we're always reporting on like the LGBT community freaking out about what seemed like very trivial things. When in reality, now that I know more about just how news networks and everything works, uh, it was probably just the same as anything uh, where they report on the extremist minority and exaggerate it to whatever extent they can simply for the attention nowadays would just be for the clicks get the likes whatever else i mean how many people read a headline and just like or react or even comment without even actually reading the article on facebook so when i finally managed to have a real conversation with one of my patients it actually completely saved me from this terrible fear that i'm truly embarrassed that i still had as late as probably 2018 And the really unfortunate thing is that people in this community still seem to be so used to getting second-rate service from healthcare professionals that when I ask basic questions about, oh, how's it going? Are things progressing how you expected? How would you like us to address you? And and like, what name would you prefer? Like, they, they see me as a standout provider. Like, their eyes like light up and they're almost taken aback. And, and that is just really, honestly disappointing so again uh, i applaud you on your professional growth angela and i encourage the rest of you listening to take this all into consideration if you haven't already you haven't had to have these experiences yet and especially if if you're a student and you're listening to this I, i feel like that's really important i feel like it was not something at all touched on during any of the courses and and again it's It's one of those things where they shouldn't necessarily have to, but I almost wish there was a class about stigma, even if it was just one lecture, maybe kind of around the same time as ethics or something like that. I don't know. They've completely changed the program since I was uh, at pharmacy school where I went, but that to me would be ideal is if, if there could at least be one lecture on just generally the stigma around a lot of these conditions and just trying to give our future pharmacists, uh, our future practitioners in general, an idea of of how to really dive into this and not feel so left. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because I'm older. Maybe the new generations are going to have an issue with this. Everything seems so much nicer and calmer, despite how chaotic they still are. <laughs> Anyways, I think I'll uh, end this episode with that positive story and lesson and a little bit of my rambling. Uh, Thank you for listening to me once again. Please remember to leave a rate or review if you're listening on a platform with that function. 
Until next time, my name is Sam Shoddy. I am just a pharmacist. I'm here to make a positive impact. I'll see you next week.